Dad Poet Society. Trigger warning, mentions of suicide, addiction, and other sensitive topics. Hey guys. Hey guys. This is Anna. And this is Lily. And welcome to Dead Dad, Dad Poet Society. Um, so we just released our first episode and we got quite a few comments from people saying they can't tell our voices apart, which is something that I was scared of and Anna didn't think that that was going to be a reality. Well, I kind of knew it was going to be a thing, but I kind of thought people who knew us would be able to tell. But At least. Apparently not. But apparently not. Apparently you guys are um, fake. So. so maybe I should just, before everything I say, I should just say Anna. Yeah. And so then people will know it's Lily. me. Yeah. We're not going to do that. No. But it's a thought. Um, you don't really have to know who's who. We kind of... We are a hive mind. We are a hive as mind. We, we are so a hive it doesn't mind. really... There's a lot happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been fun releasing the first episode. Uh, we really appreciate everyone sending nice messages. Especially all of my mom's Facebook friends who are probably make up the majority of our listeners since our mom is a bit of a Facebook celebrity. So true. Shout out to all but everyone on Jill Chesson's It's really Facebook. just because um, she is still in touch with every single person that she's ever said a single word to in her entire life. So, yes, Jill Chesson is very well connected. But I also was editing our third episode and something that I noticed was that I was talking so fast that episode. So that was the most recent episode you guys listened to last week. I apologize for that. I'm going to try to do better last week. It was just an emotional time. So I was a little bit... I was. We were a little all over the place. Yeah, a little all over the place. Hopefully, you guys are gonna get. You know, like there's like a hump in a lot of TV shows where it's like you guys just have to get past that episode. Yeah, that's that episode. That's that episode for you guys. But you know, it was raw. It was real. It was what we were feeling at the time. And now we have a treat for you. So true. We do have a treat. But before we do our treat, we have to obviously go into our Yahoo News. Okay. In my opinion, I think so. It's kind of weird because we recorded these episodes pretty far ahead of time. So the things that we talked about are kind of no longer relevant. Like, for example, we talked about Ariana Grande's divorce in one of the past episodes, and now a lot of news has come out. Yeah. Um, we don't support... And I would like to say wrecking. that I am no longer happy for her. I am I mean, angry. I'm happy that she's not, like, with that man, but I yeah, do not no, I agree like with the it. way that she went about that. I also, like, before people are like... Oh, why are you mad at Ariana Grande and not Ethan Slade? I don't give a fuck about Ethan Slade. Yeah, like, who is he? I didn't know who he was before this. I think that's such a dumb, because yes, like, okay, if your man cheats on you, of course you should blame your man and not the girl he cheats on you with. And especially, you know, if she didn't know that you had a man. But, like, if this woman knowingly held this other woman's baby in her arms, talking about how she wants to have a family someday, and then was, like hooking up with her husband on the side like it's not it's not like yeah i mean it's just not something a good person does i mean obviously he's bad too he sucks i don't but i don't care about about him who is he yeah yeah like literally like not oh my god but it was so funny i saw so he played spongebob in like on broadway and spongebob the musical and um the wife of the guy who actually voices spongebob like in the tv show had to come out and be like guys like my husband and i have been happily married for like 17 years I don't, like, I don't think he's ever met Ariana Grande because people were coming for him, too. That's so funny. Poor girl. Poor girl. Okay, so we're looking at the front page of Yahoo News right now um, and some interesting things happening today in something that will please my mother. Justin Trudeau is getting a is divorce. Is getting a divorce, so um, she's at the ready. Whenever he, whenever he says he's ready, she will divorce our stepdad in a second. Yeah, I feel like if I were Danny, I would... Sorry, quick dog had to get water break. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so he's definitely my mom's hall pass for life. And she has a shirt with his face on it. Um, I'm not sure really how much she cares for his politics. So it's not like we as a family are endorsing Justin Trudeau. It's just, it's it's purely an aesthetic thing. Yeah, purely an aesthetic thing. It's kind of like a young Joe Biden vibe. <laughs> no, she doesn't agree. Anyway, um, <laughs> the other thing that I'm seeing is um, about Lizzo's lawsuit, which... Um, that's bad. I think that was kind of a surprise. I mean, obviously, she's gotten into, like, some hot water for, like, saying that Chris Brown is her favorite person. But I feel like people kind of swept that one under the rug because her whole thing is, like, I'm a positive, sweet girl and, like, body positivity. So it's kind of – it's come to a shock to us all, I think, that – Yeah, I mean, I think she yeah. runs her <laughs> – Yeah, these allegations are obviously very serious. I mean, body shaming, like – <laughs> Harry just like jumped up on Harry us. do you have anything you want to say to the people do you agree with Lizzo he doesn't want to comment he, he, yeah he said no comment um but yes obviously that's bad it is funny that she went with her dancers to the same sex show in Amsterdam that we went that we to we did shout out as sisters as soon as they said banana I was like I know what they're talking about oh my about. god I know um so that's unfortunate um truth hurts was definitely a bop my sophomore year of college or freshman year I don't know and so it was big for my mom since they mentioned the Minnesota Vikings I know name. that was kind of like the best thing that's happened to the Minnesota Vikings ever probably yeah I mean probably in the because they've never won a Super Bowl they've never won a Super Bowl so that was probably their biggest win so that's that sucks yeah. um unfortunate when celebrities disappoint you luckily We're used to it. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, luckily, Taylor Swift has never done anything wrong in her life. Yeah, luckily, we stand the least problematic and yeah. most perfect celebrity who's ever walked so the face of this earth. And luckily, Phoebe Bridgers, the worst thing Phoebe Bridgers has done is get a boyfriend. Right. Multiple so. times, which is pretty Mo- yeah. pretty unforgivable. By girls having boyfriends, especially multiple boyfriends, like, you know. Cancelable. Cancelable. For sure. She is canceled. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, sorry, guys. We can't, we can't listen to Phoebe anymore. But it's okay. We still have her other sapphic friends. All right, so let's get down to business. So we've mentioned a couple times that our dad wrote us these insane lunch notes every week. And they are pretty crazy. They started when we were like in middle school. Yeah, they evolved. They they evolved from, at first it was just like Sharpie on a paper towel. Um, and then, different colored Sharpie. It was still color, like, yeah. well, it was still definitely an elevated yeah. lunch note, if you will. Um, and then it turned into like a page or two, making a few jokes here and there. And then its final form ended up being full of footnotes, full color photos, and um, usually like an article that he found on the front of Yahoo News. So true, which is where the Yahoo News comes from. So these are quite a feat. We are going to post pictures of them on our Instagram story so that you can, number one, read along because there's a lot of footnotes, so sometimes it's hard to follow, um, verbalize it. But also, um, they are all in Comic Sans. <laughs> they are page numbered. Um, and a lot of times, like, they have, like, different color fonts, like, depending on the note. Like, it will switch off. The footnotes will be in different colors. Um, and It is funny. The one thing that I've noticed, like, looking through all the stuff Dad wrote us, like, not only, yeah, like, his, you know, do his lunch notes have, are they dated and numbered and stuff, but, like, everything he ever wrote had, like, his full little header, like, Gregory Cork address, um, phone number, very resume-like. It's just so official. 
Yeah, so these were like in his mind casual, but for us they were pretty crazy. A lot of times they were like they would go up to like ten pages. They like, like books. Yeah, we picked two shorter ones that we think are pretty funny um, for this first episode, so that there's like time because they're kind of long, and then there a lot of it will just be us giggling. Mm, mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, Lily picked one of her favorites. I picked one of my favorites. Not even like the favorites, more just like ones that really just classic lunch notes. encompass what the lunch note was all about so true so i think probably she'll read hers and i'll read mine yes because this is anna by the way again if you were confused. just a, once again that once is again anna. this is anna. this is lily okay so this one's from march 4th 2016 what He's, color is it oh so we're, we're in blue right now it's gonna switch the footnotes are in green i believe and then um there's an article that he has pasted and that is in red still all comic sans yeah so this is from march 4th 2016 my spectacular bugalicious one who can hoover girl scout cookies like nobody's business that's kind of all the intros are like very over the top so that was just the intro so that was the intro and then later on yeah Brace yourself, my love, for I have good news and bad news. The good news. It's March. Happy March. While this month has sort of come in like a lion, footnote. You're no doubt familiar with the saying, March comes in. Oh yeah, one thing that he does a lot is he explains things to like a really annoying extent. So he'll be like, word that obviously we don't know because we're like, what, like 14? And then he'll like go into like a very long paragraph yes um explaining what the word means so obviously i do know what um in like line out like a lamb means but you're no doubt familiar with the saying march comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb this is meant to reflect that in many regions in the world the weather is harsh at the beginning of march but much more mild toward the end of that month as spring arrives in australia however the expression has been modified march comes in like a lion and goes out like a wombat oh yeah he had this really weird wombat thing so true. He did think wombats are really funny. He thought wombats were really funny and cute. So that's also, just like... I know that we do have some Australian listeners, my Australian besties. So shout out to the Australian besties. I hope that you found that amusing. Yeah. Love you guys. End of footnote. Its arrival nevertheless means that spring is just around the corner. Flowers blooming, children laughing in the park, global warming melting the polar ice caps. As is daylight savings time, not daylight savings with an S time as the uninformed call it, which will permit lots of people to struggle to remember what spring forward means, miss a lot of important meetings, and complain that one less hour of sleep is killing them. Another footnote, as I'm getting old, and so don't sleep more than two hours per night and wake up at 4 a.m. anyway, none of this really means anything to me. End footnote. So I thought it's really funny that he was like, daylight, it's daylight savings. And I literally definitely just said daylight savings. No, we said it's no, it's daylight like saving. saving. Yeah, not daylight saving. And I saving literally, savings. when I read that, I think I said daylight savings. Yeah. He's rolling so in his grave. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he would have been really mad. He likes everything to be very grammatically correct, like, or pronunciation correct, sometimes in the kind of like white guy ordering at mm. a Mexican restaurant kind of way <laughs> and like trying to like, I took Spanish in high school. Yeah. Can I have a quesadilla? Yeah. Like, that was neat. Quesadilla isn't a good example for that. Mm. I don't know. Can I have some guacamole? Like, he, that was he also would a bad that. example. These are all bad examples. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not one of those people, so I can't channel that. Yeah. However, but like for example, when we were talking about like a Porsche, you know the car, he'd be like, "It's a Porsche," and I'm like, "But no one but says nobody cares. Porsche." And I think one thing that um, he often had to be reminded of is simply that nobody cares because he cared about things like nobody else. 
could possibly care about. Yeah. And they were important to him, though. And, <laughs> and God forbid he, he did not mention that. Okay. So that was, like, a very him thing. Also, him not sleeping. He, like, didn't sleep. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, a less pleasant thing. I think that was something that was Anyway. <laughs> that's the end of the footnote, by the way. The frankly demoralizing bad news... Kim Kardashian has endorsed Hillary Clinton for president. Three exclamation points. Yeah. According to the Daily Beast, which is surpassed only by E! Online by way of being a professional, reliable news source, article text in red. Um, So I'm not going to read this whole article because I don't think you guys really care what the Daily Beast has to say about Kim Kardashian's um, political doings in 2016. Um, But basically... Kim Kardashian endorsed Hillary Clinton. There's a selfie that my dad has pasted um, with Hillary Clinton, Kim Kardashian, and Kanye West in the background. I believe this article is saying that because she posted a selfie, she was thereby making an official political endorsement. So my dad added a footnote under this caption that says, Clinton reportedly broke protocol in order to, to achieve that power selfie. He says, Secretary Clinton apparently has, according to many reports, a strict policy against taking selfies with vacuous, and then he explains, which means having or showing a lack of intelligence or serious thought, reality TV stars who are married to megalomaniacal rappers and who name their children North and Saint. So my dad definitely had a little bit of a um, superiority complex, especially when it came to celebrity culture. For example, when my sister um, showed him one of Addison Rae's TikToks, he basically had a mental breakdown. Well, he was also... That's when he relapsed. Okay. (laughs) Fig is curious. Fig the cat is very curious about our papers. Um, but yeah, well, he was, that's when he relapsed and he said that TikTok signaled the end of the world. To be fair, I did show him a video of Addison Rae throwing it back on her mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, which, like, you know what? Actually, I kind of, which, I feel him on that. Which, this was like back when TikTok was like first starting and yeah. I knew he didn't like that stuff. I was just trying to explain to him I like the silliness. trying to mess with him a little bit. Yeah. And he did not, he did not take it with the humorous yeah. intent, but he definitely had a thing about not liking Kim Kardashian. And he also had a thing about hating Kanye West. And this was in 2000. 16 so he actually had a premonition the the Kanye West ages well well. to be fair Kanye West was already doing some problematic stuff but it was more like excusable than like the outright Nazism that he evolved into so Um, true but this stuff aged like that aged better than the other stuff well right and we honestly yeah some of that stuff we definitely don't want to look at so um I'm just yeah we the way he talks about Kim Kardashian I'm not like a Kardashian fan I also don't think Kim Kardashian is stupid. So, you know, it's just, especially at this point, like the Kardashians were very much seen as the butt of the joke. And we got to take it all with a grain of salt, like what my 50-year-old father had to say on the Kardashians. Yeah, so true. Um, so that's the end of that footnote. And then he adds another footnote under um, something talking about how Kim Kardashian is a self-identified liberal Republican. Um, and he responds that with, huh? Um because that is a oxymoron. Yeah. Um, moving on, um, at the end of the article, he continues, as always, I so admire Kim for lending her international affairs expertise and generally thoughtful worldview to matters such as genocide, even at great sacrifice, as this occasionally may distract her from the important work of taking selfies. So again, we see that 50-year-old dad humor. Yeah. And this was Kim commenting on, like, 
Darfur and stuff, but also the Armenian genocide, which she's Armenian. So I feel like she probably does have stuff to say about this. However, my dad, I don't think knew Kim Kardashian was Armenian. Right. He actually has probably never seen an episode of the Kardashians. Yeah. So unlike one of my best friends from growing up who found out what the Armenian genocide was from a Kardashian episode. Wow. I think Lauren. Which is so true. And we... And that's, I'm glad that that was and exposing that's why, the young people. And that's why Keeping Up with the Kardashians is such a valuable series. That so has true. taught us as young Gen Z and millennials so much about the world. So thank you, Kardashians. Thank for you, that. Kardashians. But yeah, he probably thought she was just randomly espousing on the Armenian genocide. So I understand why he would be a little bit confused by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he continues. At the same time, I fear that this does not bode well for the candidacy of Bernie Sanders, whom we as corks love. So shout out Bernie Sanders sure, for Bernie that Sanders. one. If Kim Kardashian, perhaps our nation's premier political commentator and highly regarded evaluator of politicians' credentials and fitness for holding the United States' highest elected office, is endorsing Hillary, won't all of Kim's fellow national political leaders soon follow suit? Despite this disheartening news, please have an unforgettably fabulous Friday, my brilliant and beautiful bug. I love you, Daddy. I think that's literally so... Like, now I'm thinking, like, what if Kim Kardashian hadn't endorsed Hillary Clinton? Like, what if... Would Bernie have won? Would Bernie have won? Because she probably... The only people who would ever possibly listen to what Kim Kardashian has to say about politics is millennials and Gen Z, who are the people who were, you know, supposed to push Bernie ahead in the presidential race. So I think that's something that we can all sit with. Yeah, we all need to sit with the fact that if it weren't for Kim Kardashian taking that selfie with Hillary Clinton that fateful day, we would have Bernie Sanders as a two-term president. As a two-term president. Trump would never have happened. Like, Biden would be able to retire. Imagine um, Biden got to retire peacefully. I know. He's been through a lot. Like, I don't, like, I... I just feel bad that he has to keep being president every day. I don't think he wants to be doing that. I really don't. No, well, he didn't because he didn't run the first time. I think he feels like he's obligated right. to because the country's kind of a mess. But So you know. this podcast is also um, serious and um, very well-informed with political commentary. Obviously, um, as are my dad's lunch notes. As, you know, Anna studied international relations at school over a year ago. I think that I study something to do with theory about, like, people or something, or, like, women, probably. Um, so, yeah, like, if you guys have any questions about the state of U.S. politics or even international politics, thanks so to Anna, true. definitely we have um, an expertise. Yeah, contact us, write in questions, and we'll make sure to answer. This is funny because we're joking, but I also have friends text me pictures of their ballot and say, can you just check off who I'm supposed to vote for? Like, for real. So if anyone ever wants me to lecture them, I'm for real, I am happy to lecture you. Yeah. Slash argue with you. Slash argue Which with I, you. My friend Chloe says this, and I agree. I think that arguing is the way that we learn things. And to me, arguing is um, something that I only do with people whose opinion I care about enough in the first place. So true. Else is just lecturing. Because if I um, don't think you're worth listening to, I just won't listen. So if I argue with you, I feel like there's something there for us to find common ground on. I agree. Or you're just like my Uber driver and I'm a little bit drunk and right. you brought right. up Israel. Or as one style. does. As one does. Um, um, I, I also... also oh, sorry. There's an, there's an end to this, by the way. No, no, no I know. I just want to like say something else. Oh, okay. I also thought it was funny that he's like, we quirks love Bernie Sanders, which, yeah, he's, well, he's referring to us. Oh, well, he said we. Yeah, I mean, I don't think dad had 
anything particularly against Bernie Sanders. However, he was not like a leftist. He was not a Bernie bro. No. No. I mean, he grew up in like a very conservative environment and like definitely like moved to left over his life and was like well, yeah. a he strong was a, he Democrat. He was a strong Democrat. But sure. yeah, he, he was not a Bernie bro. So that's no. the quirks who love Bernie was definitely um, a reference to Lily and I. Me and Anna when I was at the ripe age of, oh, I was only 13 at the time. Yeah. But that. Okay, so there's just a quick P.S. at the end of this. Um, P.S. Please be generous today with the extra Girl Scout cookies I packed in your lunch. For example, maybe if you give one to Natalie, shout out Natalie, you can make up for your monstrous behavior in stealing her cookie a few months ago. Natalie has been extraordinarily gracious in forgiving you and even being willing to hang out with you again. I don't think I'd be as magnanimous, which means forgiving or generous or considerate or willing to quit hating you, as Natalie has been. Cookies are no laughing matter, Missy. Um, I do have kind of like, I don't want to say a reputation, but I have quite a history with eating people's desserts. That's very true. Um, my partner Carter likes to say that eating a dessert with me is quite possibly the least romantic thing that a person can do due to my let's say, um, territorial behavior over the desserts that I share with people. So I'm just going to say, like, if you're going to, if you want dessert, order your own dessert. It's really that simple because I will be eating as quickly and as ferociously as I desire. It honestly is like a violent act. Yeah. You're witnessing violence watching her consume dessert. So I know what he's talking about. And that's my prerogative. Well, not in that case, because apparently I ate Natalie's cookie and I guess she forgave me, which my dad doesn't think she should have done. Um, I think it's funny because he would write kind of to our friends in these oh, lunch yeah. notes because he, he knew our friends the would read these. And so whether it was like letters he wrote to us at camp or like the lunch notes, he would make references to our friends so that we'd show our friends and they'd always be like, oh my God, your dad is so great, which was half the point. Of these lunch <laughs> oh, notes. for sure. Or probably most of the point. Like in our um, camp bunk notes, which are like emails that they could send as letters, that he would literally like write to each of our like 14 bunk mates yeah. um, and like remember details about their lives because he thrived writing things to make people laugh or feel special or whatever. So true. And he loved that. So yeah. Okay. So that's the end of my lunch note. So that's just kind of like the vibe. That is the vibe. Okay. So we have one from me, which doesn't, have an article in the middle so it might be a little bit longer but it's also like about lily kind of so this was written on may 12 2015 so we said my wildly phenomenal pumpkin again with an n not with an m whom i love even more now that you have shared with me in watching pitch perfect a touching coming of age saga that features not only awe inspiring acapella singing and choreographed dance performances but also lots of barfing and making fun of fat people so that was my intro. <laughs> Which, like, true. That movie does make fun of fat people and include bar- barfing. I know. And it's I also mean, a beautiful, poignant, coming-of-age film. I mean, and it's also, like, a sapphic film. Yeah. I Allegedly. Mean, I mean, come on. Wait, what The naked, things? the shower scene. Becca yeah. and... Becca and... Chloe. Chloe, yes. Because on Twitter, on my side of Twitter, a lot of people were like, there I followed this one girl who was obsessed with them. Yeah, no, I I've like I've heard have heard people shipping those two girls for sure. So it's definitely a thing. But yeah, Dad like will randomly accidentally be ahead of his time on certain things because I feel like when Pitch Perfect came out, people were just like, This is funny. But he's like, Yeah, we watched this and they're just making fun of fat people. So 
true of him to point that out because I think when you're a kid you're just like lol and then as you grow up you're like wow this is actually kind of terrible (laughs) and evil anyway so that was just the intro anyway he continues so sure pretty much everyone experienced her little sister's bat mitzvah as a warm wonderful emotional and moving occasion a beautiful Jewish rite of passage and a celebration of family friends tradition and most important our beloved bug now a full-fledged member of the Jewish faith and my dad wasn't Jewish. Oh, no, he, yeah. But we, we mentioned this before, but my dad wasn't Jewish, but he definitely, he got into the whole having Jewish daughters. Yeah, thing. and so he was, like, very supportive and, like, into this stuff. And so. he is the reason why we wrote um, bat mitzvah speeches that seemed way ahead of their time. Yeah, my bat mitzvah <laughs> speech, um, I came in, <laughs> Wait, and, I like, this. my Torah portion was, like, like, Abraham was, like, allowing people into wherever. I literally forget. Sorry, I'm a bad Jew. But then I was like, and that's why you guys should all vote for the DREAM Act. Which, if you guys know, like, the DREAM Act was about letting kids who had immigrated to the U.S. at very young ages um, have a path to citizenship. Which, still, like, a great idea if you've heard about, like, dreamers and stuff. But I thought it was really funny that I was 12 years old. She took that political stance. And I was like... On the beam. I was like, I'm urging everyone to vote for the DREAM Act. And all of the kids who went to middle school with me who'd come to see my bat mitzvah are like... Okay, slay. <laughs> like, usually it's like... I love my sister, but sometimes we don't get along. And I have to learn to share, like, the Torah Or, like, for my, for my, um, like, charity, for my bar mitzvah, I made cards for people in nursing homes because God said to care about your elders. And then, yeah, like, my bar mitzvah speech was, like, this Torah portion says that people shouldn't be, like, deformed. Like, the people of highest religious standing can't be deformed or cut their beards or whatever. And I was all like, that's stupid. I disagree with the Torah portion. Ableist. God's wrong. This is ableist. I totally brought up ableism. Again, ahead of my time ahead as hell. Um, and I went off on that bima. Yeah, so it's kind of like a mixture of having, like, an extremely politically active mother and a father who is... Talking to you about like adult things and being like, you're smart and your voice should be heard and you should be allowed to tell adults how to vote at a young age. So if you guys can't tell, we're very precocious children. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be especially. Yeah, no, I I think that. Yeah, so by that. Um. Anyway. Anyway, so he continues. But in truth, if we're to be honest with ourselves, the three-day event was not without tragedy. Herewith, the top ten most unfortunate things about Lily's bat mitzvah weekend. So he's going, he's counting down. So number 10, daddy's loss of his favorite and most expensive tie because it became soaked in tears and salt on account of my constant blubbering during Lily's bat mitzvah service. (laughs) So he's making fun of himself there since he gets a little emotional. He is emotional. We love men who express emotions. Yeah. Um, Nine, the fact that, disappointingly, no West Side Story-like rumble broke out between the Cork, Chessing, Cohen, and Emerson Hoffman families sharing the bima for Lily and Olivia's B'nai Mitzvah. Though your mom, Danny, and I did do a lot of trash talking to Olivia's parents, that was not picked up by the audio mics or the video of the service. So most of the time at most synagogues, at least near us, they have to do B'nai Mitzvahs. So, you know, two usually two people getting bat mitzvahed um, because there's um, a lot of kids who need to get their bat mitzvahs. Um, and they pair you up randomly. Like, it's not... Oh, yeah. Like, we, Olivia and I did not really know each other. I do think that it's super... So, 
during the bat mitzvah, the parents usually sit on the bima. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's if you guys can envision, like, on one side, there's my parents. On the other side, there's Olivia's parents. And then my mom, Danny, and um, dad are just, like, whispering, like, mean mean things to her parents. Which while obviously like, they did not. Which obviously they did not because they respect um, the the sacredness of um, but not bat mitzvahs. But it's a funny visual. Yeah. So, you know, he's a funny guy. Um, number eight. Okay, so then he goes on. Number eight. The fact that I am not a professional talent agent and therefore cannot make money from your stellar singing and guitar playing abilities. Though, as your parent, I can thwart the efforts of legitimate talent agents to take you on as a client slash protege. Okay. This is really funny because... Basically, Anna has a habit of writing funny parody songs um, for space, for special occasions, such as birthdays and bat mitzvahs. This is my first official one. This was her first, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, and obviously, she stole the show, as she always does. Sadly, nobody... Re- we cannot find a single recording of it's this It's tragic. Event. I still have the lyrics, but like we don't have a recording. It was to the tune of Taylor Swift's Stay, 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 a criminally underrated song. And I mostly just made fun of the fact that Lily at the time had bigger boobs than I did. Which is funny because now my boobs that are pretty... That be true. But they're pretty insignificant. I know, um, but... I was really into my boobs in seventh grade. Yeah, it, it was a thing. They were, they were out and about, which I, which I did talk about in the song. But she also um, mentions the time that she, quote-unquote, convinced me I was a lesbian, which now we... Um, we look back upon that event and see that more of it as a genuine um, connection between sisters as I came to terms with my sexuality. But at the time, no one really... It was just Charlotte and I gaslighting you. Yeah. You know, looking back though, you guys were right. Even though like we were like, haha, remember when I thought I was a lesbian? You guys, again, were ahead of your time on that account. Yeah. The lyric was convincing you you're a lesbian, but if you are, you'll win and be mom's favorite. Just kidding. You'll never beat Chester. Which unfortunately... Now Harry's in the picture. Yeah, so like no one's ever going to be mom's favorite other than Harry um, or Carter. But, you know, at the time it was one of those things where people were like, I'd love to have. Turns out she a meant queer. she wanted a gay son. Yeah, she wanted a gay son. Yeah. You know, this was. To do musical theater. And this, was, this was a time. This was a different time. Guys, you have to understand, this was when Glee was like really, yeah. really cool. That's yeah. when like, that was like the representation that us gays had. Yeah, so. Um, and I'm no Kurt Hummel. You are. <laughs> if anyone's the Kurt Hummel of this family, it's totally you. It's totally, it's totally you. Um, Kurt Hummel and Rachel Berry all in one. Yeah. And then I'm just like Sam I'm a nightmare. Or no, I'm like I'm like Verse or no, I'm not Mercedes. I'm like um, I'm Santana because I'm mean. Sure, you are mean. I'm it's not true. As, I'm not as talented. Anyway, <laughs> Rip Naya Rivera. Okay. Okay. Anyway, continuing. I can't think about that too much because it also gets sad. Okay, continuing. Number seven, the fact that Lily either will lose all or most of the $8,000 in bat mitzvah gift money she has received or be forced to spend it all on replacement headphones and Mac and or iPhone chargers. <laughs> this is because I kept stealing all of my dad's. To be fair, he had really nice earbuds. Yeah. And iPhone chargers, I guess. Yeah, we'd steal all of that stuff. Because <laughs> we'd sleep over at his house and then just like stuff it in our backpacks and take it to school. I know. Um, and actually though Lily's like kind of good with saving money it turns out I'm really good at saving money I'm not I get any money and I immediately am like gone. well first of all well I'm immediately plane, like, like I'm gonna go buy a plane ticket <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm working like, a hostel they're like on a plane ticket or like there's packages coming from like free people in Princess Polly 
Okay, but that's just because I'm about to leave and I had uh-huh. to... Re- I gained weight, so I had to replace my favorite pair of jeans <laughs> and my you. favorite skirt. Good for you. Good for you. Instead of hoping that our bodies are just going to turn out how they used to be at 18, sometimes we have to like accept what they are and get new clothes. And as much as you can make fun of me for getting a package from Princess Polly and Free People... I think that was just me accepting like how my body is as I grow and in my early 20s. And that was actually like, an amazingly moral... It's an act of self-love. It's an act of self-love. So we can leave that <laughs> how it is. Anyway, I'm good with money and Anna isn't. End of story. So true. I just like to travel. <laughs> and, and I, I like, and I I like to, to look cute while doing And it. I like to sit in my room with Carter and... Watch TikTok. Watch TikToks, which costs no money and that's why I'm frugal. So true. So he goes, number six, the arrest and jailing of no fewer than 15 of your cousins because they were nailed for underage drinking by law enforcement officials planted at the Howard Theater bat mitzvah celebration. There's just like a lot of drinking that goes on at bat mitzvah. There's an open bar. There is an open bar. And like a lot of our cousins were like, 20. Yeah, like 20, like that kind of age. So no one cared if they I'm drank. like, I'm the youngest cousin by far. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, well, although it was very hip of me to have my moments with the Howard Theater. It's a very hip space in DC. That is true. That was cool. So, it's a pretty cool space. Mine was at Sequoia, which was on the Georgetown waterfront and beautiful. <laughs> and actually, wait, fun fact. When we were touring Sequoia to oh, check it out, to we scout met it out. Matt, we, we, don't, we don't talk about this enough. We were scouting out Sequoia to, you know, to look at Anna's venue and we literally ran into Matthew Morrison, Will Schuster on Glee. From Glee. And this was like season one or two. Yeah, so it was a we were big deal. We had him sign a napkin, which we immediately lost. Yeah. We immediately lost. And he napkin. was also like not very happy, maybe because we interrupted his lunch. I'm pretty sure we had one of the people working there ask him. Yeah, we interrupted his lunch, so I don't think he was very happy about it. <laughs> but it's funny because like, like we met he Mr. He is Shoe. the number one most hated character on the internet. So like at true. least on our side of the internet. Like people just despise Mr. Shu. I mean, for good reason. He had completely inappropriate relationships with kids. One of his high school students was his best man at his wedding. Um, the yeah. actor himself, he was a weird, just, he rapped. People just really hate Matthew Morrison himself too. Probably also for good reason. Well, he's just done a couple and said a couple weird I things. Think he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway, not like time when like he posted a picture of like, oh, like when Naya died yeah. and then he put angels over Naya, um, Corey and Mark. And I don't, I don't think Mark is in heaven. But I <laughs> well, Jews don't believe in hell, so <laughs> so true. I don't know where that guy went, but it's he didn't go to heaven. Um. Anyway, so enough on Matthew Morrison. Okay, number five, Grandma Sylvia's verbal abuse and actual <laughs> physical assault of the caterer, the DJ, and each of the dancers, the Howard Theater manager, the rabbi, and the cantor, and our event planner Claudia, because a. At the Temple Sinai Bat Mitzvah service, accommodation was not made for all 6,834 of Lily's relatives to perform an aliyah. And B, at the party dinner service, the chicken was not sliced into small enough pieces. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, first of all, an aliyah is basically um, during the Bat Mitzvah service, um, people in your life, usually a few relatives or friends will come up and do a little prayer. Before each part of your Torah portion. Yeah, and we have a lot of relatives. We have a lot of relatives. We got a big old Jewish family. Um, and I guess my grandma, basically my my grandma is a is a very specific woman and she likes to have things a certain way. And so is Lily. Um, and I And actually, so is my mother. They like to say that um, in every generation there is a Sylvia and that is Sylvia, my mother, and me. And it's a blessing and a curse for sure. 
So true. <laughs> my grandma did not verbally or physically attack anyone, but well, she just has. <laughs> she certainly didn't physically attack anyone. But and I think that grandma would be completely would completely stand by any verbal attacks that she made that day. So true. As 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 vital to keeping the keeping the whole thing going. The thing is, if she verbally attacked someone, she was correct for it. <laughs> and and funny she was valid. My dad and grandma were so different in so many ways, but they did have this like very like funny. Um, rapport going. They like, had a funny had, like, little a funny, rapport going on. Yeah, it it was like a fun dynamic. So <laughs> he, they like they like to they like to tease each other. Um, all in good fun. We can have my grandma on. Um, and she can make her. Yeah, um, she she can talk about her opinions on my dad, <laughs> which are most which are positive generally. They just have like a funny relationship. Yeah. Uh, anyway, number four, the complete loss of dignity of countless adults on the dance floor at the Howard Theater. I feel like I honestly can't get too much into this because it is so inappropriate. Well. Um, (laughs) We're going to have to leave that out. Yeah. I can't get into this because it's so inappropriate. So there was basically when a lot of adults get intoxicated, I guess they forget that they're around a bunch of 13-year-olds and actually at an event celebrating a 13-year-old. Yeah. there 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 was some gossip that happened that night. And that's really all we can say. <laughs> that's that, really all we can honestly. say without exposing mother's friends. Um, and also, no, just Anna. All of the adults were like, okay, we're not. Yeah, they were like wasted. They were all like, they were dancing. They they were dancing and they were dancing and they were dancing. Yeah. And so we're just gonna we're just gonna we're leave all that at that. <laughs> okay. So number three related. What appeared to be many adults during the DJ's playing of Uptown Funk, suffering from epileptic seizures. <laughs> Suffering from epileptic, oh epileptic, suffering from epileptic, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this word for Anna, suffering from epileptic seizures. And then there's a footnote that says, note that I have not singled out your mother here. <laughs> if I had singled her out, I would expect you not to tell her. Um, sorry, mom, or sorry, at, dad. At spin this morning, I was talking to my instructor about how my mom um, does not have rhythm, um, and well, she might actually dispute that. Sometimes she, sometimes she fights back. Okay, like if she's like trying to clap to a beat, you know, you're like, <laughs> she'll go. It's very sporadic. It's very sporadic. But That's like trying. And it's and it's adorable. And it's adorable. And it's endearing. And we That's why we love cute. her. We all think it's cute. Okay. <laughs> so, number two, the fact that mommy now is denied the opportunity to spend what really amounted to taking into consideration the preparation for your bat mitzvah and then, not long thereafter, Lily's bat mitzvah, roughly five straight years of event planning. (laughs) Though I imagine that mommy will wait about three weeks before she begins scouting venues for your wedding, which will be held at an exotically pricey location and whether you actually attend the event or even get married at all or not. (laughs) Which, yeah. Which, yeah. I will say, my mom is already, I'm 21 years old and she, actually, at Danny's 60th birthday, she announced... Um, my upcoming wedding, 2027, which is not a, not a year that I ever gave her. So she must have already been thinking that up. She might be scouting venues as we speak. Yeah, mom is an event planner and she <laughs> loves these events. And as she said to me at both my graduation party and my bat mitzvah, Anna, today is not about you. <laughs> you know, the, these are her events. The implication is today is about me. Yeah. And you know what? Most things are about Jill Chesson. Most things gonna... are about Jill Chesson. Yeah. That's just the kind of um, Capricorn this she is. This is a funny story that I feel like is very encapsulating of my mother as a person. Um, so she didn't know my gender before I was born. So they waited until I was birthed to find out. She had a C-section. 
So I was literally cut out of her. She had just given birth. She's holding her firstborn newborn child in her arms. And they say, it's a healthy baby girl. And the first thing that she says after literally being cut open and giving birth is, oh my God, I got to plan a wedding. <laughs> and I think that is the most Jill Chesson thing that has other, well, ever because, been uttered. Because in her head, the, the bride's family plans the wedding. Yeah, I mean, it's just traditional. <laughs> I also think like the... You know, if we're talking about, like, a heterosexual relationship, usually it tends to be that the woman is more, has more opinions on planning the wedding. I'm not saying always. I'm just saying it tends to be. Like, as a girl, I know I would have love to see, like, like, a wedding. You know, they have all those wedding shows. I would love to see a wedding show where, like, the groom is really into it and so the bride true. could not care less. But so then it's, like, therefore, like, the mother of the bride is, like, really no, like, in it with I think her. the people get it. I just yeah. think it's funny. No, it's, and it, I, I, I think that it's true. Um... But Lily, like, even though Lily's a lesbian, she somehow got into a relationship where she is still... My mom is counting her lucky stars. Or thanking her lucky stars? Yeah. My mother's thanking her lucky stars. I mean, Carter's family is certainly going to be invested in the wedding planning, but I think my mom has secured a relationship with them so as not to be um, cornered out in any way. So she's good on that front. So... That was very funny, and that was very on the nose. <laughs> and then he goes, and the number one most unfortunate thing about Lily's Bat Mitzvah weekend is something that we like literally, literally have to can't talk about. We literally can't Guys, talk about. Guys, I'm sorry. We just literally can't. I know. If you were there, you knew that there might have been an event that would have like been like a funny thing for him to state. But if you weren't there, then then we simply we simply can't spill the tea. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really wish we could. It's just one of those things when we were making a podcast. I'm so comfortable sharing like everything about my life, even the embarrassing things. And I yeah. think Lily is too. But when it involves other people, we have to be more mindful. Unfortunately, we have to take ethics into account. Yeah. And like dad is dead. So we can kind of say whatever we want about <laughs> him. But other than Lily, my dad and I, we do have to be mindful of other people's um, <laughs> feelings. When it comes to us, I mean, it's all fair game. Yeah. It's all fair game. <laughs> like I really, I should probably have more embarrassment. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. When you left the other day from um, doing yard work, negative yard work, Danny was like, does she have no shame? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. Not really. No. I also don't feel shame about being bad about, at manual labor. Well, I have other strengths. I was, yeah. Okay, that's why I felt, I didn't feel bad for making fun of you because I was like, I feel like you don't really like, your, your self-esteem doesn't really come from like feeling like you're capable of manual labor. I actually have like an extremely good sense of self-worth. I actually think you might have like some like like messed up motor skills. I was talking to Chloe about this and like some of the stuff like not being able to tell left from right and not being able to do manual labor, I think it might be motor skills. Lily loves to diagnose me. She no. also diagnosed me with autism. She's also no. diagnosed me with okay. asexuality. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, that's not a diagnosis, bitch. That was that is very ace phobic of you to say that I diagnosed you with asexuality. <laughs> you like to tell Sexual me about my identity is are not a mental illness, Anna. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for my problematic sister. That was so inappropriate. Well if I'm ace then I can say what I want on the ace <laughs> <laughs> so what are your views on okay um no i didn't i just think some, but i do think that the motor there might be something to that because watching you wash dishes all i'm gonna say is like there's not a lot of elbow grease going and i feel like there might be something like maybe you can just start blaming it on your fine motor skills <laughs> i mean i was actually like historically bad at field hockey yeah like historically bad at field hockey i still like was like team cheerleader so I got like an award and stuff and got to be 
captain of a specific team or whatever but that was only because I didn't quit they were like so happy that I didn't quit <laughs> that they literally were like giving me awards for not quitting they're like I can't believe you stayed on the team I mean Good I'm job. no I'm no athlete either but like I think growing up going to Jewish summer camp gave me a very inflated ego when it came to well, like, yeah, because being an athlete. If you're the best athlete at Jewish summer Which camp. Which I wasn't. I was like third best, but that was still like such a feat. Like I like, yeah. Anyway. I, okay. It's funny though, because I'm not like unathletic. Like we, there's this thing at camp called triathlon. And so you get like put into heat space off how well they think you're going to well, do. Everyone like passed out and died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so they put me in the last heat and there was like 25 girls. So they obviously thought I'd be in like the bottom five of 25. I actually time-wise got fourth or fifth. And it's just because I refused to do training. I'm so lazy. I didn't want to do the training. I would be like, it's too cold to go to the pool. I'm like, I can't run. My knee hurts. They're like, this girl's obviously incapable. But then I pulled it out when I needed to. Like, and if I need to do something, I can pull it out. A lot of, like, the most athletic girls in her tusk did, like, actually pass out slash, like, well, die for some reason. they couldn't. Because they went too hard. Because they went too hard. I can pace myself. <laughs> and, and that's. And Sorry that's to the athletic girls in my tusk. You guys are all great people. I don't think they're listening to I don't this, think they're listening honestly. either. I feel like one CSL person will listen and then, like, report the tea to, like, someone else. And CSL, for anyone wondering, was our sleepaway camp that we went to for, like, eight years. And that will come up because we'll definitely do some bunk notes. Oh, yeah. Also, my dad wrote a really funny... He he wrote a really funny one. Anyway. um, He wrote a really funny, like, um, lunch lunch note about, about, like, you and Israel. I don't know. I'll find it. Oh, yeah. I got kicked out of Israel. Okay, we don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, my test triathlon for, like, color war, which is a self-explanatory thing... One member of Tusk from each team um, was picked to do the triathlon, and I was picked, so that felt pretty good. Because the other two more, more athletic girls were on were on the other team. No, I think that they were like at tryouts or something. That I don't was really so true. Remember. Um, I think I was like the third most athletic in my Tusk, and that's a slam. anyway. No one cares about this. Yeah, this, this is, is not, like such a, like such a tangent. Sorry. Be, okay. Anyway, so. He ends the letter with saying, have a tremendous Tuesday, my sweet pumpkin. I love you, daddy. So no PS this time. No PS. He he said enough in that note. And I do think he did. Those were toward the shorter notes. Yeah. I just didn't know how long this would take us. I kind of didn't realize that yours had a big article in the middle. Yeah. But I feel like this was a lot about you. So <laughs> no, I feel, I feel good. I feel, you feel represented. I feel talked about enough. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I could ever be talked about enough. That's true. I love being talked That's about. That's true. But oh yeah. my god, that's like the one thing about like I think I would love about being a, or not love slash hate about being a celebrity would be um being able to see all of my mentions on Twitter like not when people like are name actually... searching yourself like Caroline Calloway. Why, why specifically? Caroline she Calloway? name searches herself. So if you tweet something anything about Caroline that's, Calloway, she'll that's like a it. mention. Yeah, but they don't at her. They she just that's searches a mention. That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A mention is when they don't tag you. Okay. They just um say your name. Um, so you and... name search. That's just called a mention, Anna. That's what I'm. No, but I'm saying people, but but it's called name searching when you when you search your own when you search is that, for your own. Did Caroline mentions. Calloway say that, or is that like? No, that's like a whole thing. Okay. Anyway, I would have a lot of fun going through my mentions and seeing what people are saying about me that they don't want me to see. So true. I'm like again, like it's hard for people to hurt my feelings nowadays. I used to be super sensitive, but then I had like ego death, and I realized <laughs> that like. Literally, Was that because of psychedelics or just like I think it was like, go, like between my between like my senior year of high school and COVID, I kind of realized that I didn't like or respect a lot of people, and basically the people who didn't like me 
I don't like or respect them either. So if I do not like or respect those people, why do I care if they like or respect me? And I realized like, I actually do like myself and I like my values. I like how I think about life and I really like my friends. And since my friends like me and I like those people, then obviously that says something good about me. So why would I care about what the people who I don't like think? And I was like really trying when I was like younger in high school and in a lot of other places at camp to appeal to people who would never like me because we are just fundamentally different people and I don't like them either. So why would I care if they liked me? <laughs> That's literally, I remember my, like during Tusk, which is like our senior summer, um, there was a boy who really hated me. Um, and he was also like, uh, you know, we had very different political views. I would Literally, like, everyone would tell me to shut up when I was telling them all not to say, say the N-word because that's, you know, some of the people we went to camp with, um, you know, looking back, we were right to be the bitches of camp. Um, yeah, people, and, like, didn't like us. They thought we were too, like, annoying and, like, PC, but we were just like, don't say the N-word. Yeah, like, looking back, like, I, like, we were called, anyway, um, we had um, a counselor mediate um, a conversation because he just, like, hated me so much. And one of the counselors was like, you know, guys, can you just talk it out, work it out? And he just kept saying, I just fucking hate her. And they had to, there was nothing they could do about that. Because at the end of the day, like when you're a 15 year old girl um, who speaks her mind, most 15 year old boys are not going to vibe with you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I, there's, I don't think everything I've ever said or done was right. But I do think looking back, a lot of troubles that I had with people were, their fault, not mine, and I'm perfect. No, but like <laughs> I was standing up, especially boys growing up who thought I was like yeah. annoying or like too much, both at camp and at school. Um, I was standing up for things that I believed in that I still feel morally like, yeah, justified like to this day. I feel like I still am like, I still fuck with my and like, 15 these, year old self. Yeah, and like these people were just like not on the same page as me. And I think we still want to be on the same page to this, to this day. And for sure. what sucked was I think a lot of girls our age, including our friends, did not, even if they agreed with us, they didn't want to stand up to the boys. And so they wouldn't say anything when boys were being terrible to us. And I've had like friends talk to me about this and be like, yeah, I feel bad about like not saying anything, you know? And I, I, I have no like animosity towards that. I'm still friends with a lot of these people because when you're 15 and like a boy's being mean to your friends, but like, this is a cool boy, like it's really hard to say something. I couldn't help but say something. Well, as an asexual and as a <laughs> lesbian and as a lesbian baddie. I'm not asexual. I, that was a little joke that yeah. I was making. Okay. But like as baddies who don't center men in their lives for whatever reason, I think it's like it's I, so much easier. I honestly think a lot of it has to do with dad where he yeah, gave us so much validation for our thoughts yeah. and really like believed in what we had to say and listened and cared. And I thought he was the smartest man ever. Yeah. So when these like 16 year old boys who I obviously thought were stupid were like, saying well, my dad, stuff, my dad thinks I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that it actually gave us like a good, like self-esteem and a good sense of worth that like we had both my dad and Danny, like men in our lives who really that I valued their thoughts and they valued my thoughts. Like, that gave me a sense of self that I would be the girl in high school, at camp, wherever, where I'd be like, actually, shut up, insert boy's name. And that did not always make me popular with a certain subset of boys, but I always had boys who were my friends because they thought that that was cool or yeah. they respected that. And so, like, the good I, boys, we also you know. We certainly didn't always go about this the right way. I think Agreed. especially for me, like, I know that I can come off and just generally be very judgmental and like I'm, I'm really aware of that it's something that I've 
worked on. It's really, for me, it's really hard to reconcile um, with the existence of, <laughs> for some reason, the existence of different values um, than the values that I've been told should be like universal, especially values that like directly threaten uh, me and the people I care about. The so people are being homophobic. Things like, like homophobia and misogyny. It's just like I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna judge you for being a homophobic misogynist. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that I have worked on trying to communicate in a better way and not being as defensive, not over like my beliefs, but just not immediately assuming the worst and trying to have like conversations with these people. I think of, Anna's, but I think Anna's always been like innately better at talking to people who have different viewpoints than I have. But I also think like a lot of people that I grew up with have also, we've had conversations in there like, and I'm trying to be better about speaking up for what I believe in and speaking up for my friends. And when some boy says something rude about my friend, I'm not going to just sit there or like laugh when it goes against my values, oh, yeah. which I think most teenage girls have that. I wanted to have that when I was younger. I wanted to be able to keep my mouth shut. I could not keep my we mouth shut. We literally cannot physically keep our mouths closed. Yeah, but I think that was something that like my dad definitely, he did not suffer fools and he was a controversial person at times. And my mom is also someone who like, she'll like, call out her friends and stuff. But I think my dad especially, it didn't always come off the right way. I think my mom's a lot better at it. I think my dad doesn't always come off the right way. And I think with Lily and I, it doesn't always come off the right way. But honestly, like, as the older I get, the more I like that about myself. And the more I feel like I am strong in my values and I can look back on when I was younger and say, I was still strong in my values, even if that made me annoying. And I don't regret that. Yeah. Well, I think the compliment that I've received the most probably is that I'm passionate and also that I don't care what anyone thinks of me. So which, true. I mean, it, it, it feels backhanded for sure, especially <laughs> when you're a teenage girl. And honestly, it still feels backhanded. And I think sometimes it sort of is yeah. um, backhanded, frankly, um, which, you know, valid, whatever. But Obviously, I care a lot what people think of me. I, I, I care quite a bit. Um, I just don't care enough to the point where I can stop myself from talking about things that I think are important. Like, I'll probably wallow and sit in regret and think about how stupid everyone thinks I am because I yelled at, like, the cool guy in middle school about, I don't know, like, saying that he thinks Ronald Reagan was the best president ever. But, like... At least, at least I know that my, my, my heart was in the right place. And I think that I'll look, I, I look back on, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but. I think it's funny how many people think that like we don't give a fuck or that like we don't care. Yeah, people like, think. I don't know. Like, do you really, like, do you really think that just because I have impulse control problems that I don't care what people think? Because the truth is I just can't physically restrain myself. I think it's funny because like I post my Instagram stories and they're way too much information and they're embarrassing sometimes like my travel stories and people are like it's so cool that you just like don't and I'm like do you think I spend like over an hour every day like picking out these photos editing these photos like <laughs> making captions because I like don't care like <laughs> I'm trying to curate a view of myself and obviously that view is like kind of like an overshare who's like zany and you're always like what's that girl <laughs> the, up to the the, but the so image curating. of ourselves that we are curating is the girl that doesn't care what people yeah think and like that's the same thing as everyone's like make Instagram casual again how much, you're curating a vibe yeah that's Be a certain honest. vibe and like you're curating a vibe how much fine. time did you spend picking out those casual yeah. candids and like even in high school um, I was at my five-year high school reunion and this girl who has friends in the high school but wasn't like 
best, best friends, um, she like had this, we all wrote letters to ourselves our senior year. And she wrote a list of like people I respect and people I don't respect. And she said, oh, look, Anna, you're on my list of people I respect. And it said Anna Cork for not giving a fuck. And I was like, that's so funny because I feel like I give less of a fuck now. I still care, but in high school. Wait, she said you're on the list of people she doesn't respect. I do respect. Oh, I thought you said don't. Sorry. Um, It's just really funny because I cared so much in high school. If you like go back to my high school Finsta, it's just pictures of me crying all the time because I felt like people didn't like me or my friends secretly hated me or like blah, 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 blah. And I feel like now I care less, but at the time I cared so much. And it was just so funny that someone thought I didn't care because no one cared more than me. Yeah. So we're good actresses. <laughs> or we're just like have such... Yeah, bad impulse control that people just assume. <laughs> we have crippling ADHD. We, yeah, we have crippling ADHD. <laughs> so, you know, are you going to be likable or are you going to be interesting? And right. I will always choose to be interesting. It's a spectrum and we will always lean towards interesting. Yeah, and I think dad did too. Yeah. <laughs> mom somehow was like perfectly valid. Our, our, mo- our mom is, has a good balance. Our dad definitely, definitely leaned on the um, interesting side. And I found him likable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people did. I guess, I guess the better the better term would prob- probably be palatable to a wide audience. So true. Yeah, dad was not pal- like he was. He was extremely. A, as I always said, since I think I've been saying this since I was like eleven years old, I'm an acquired taste. Yeah, and multiple people have said that about me to my face, like, oh, yeah. unprompted. No, I definitely, like, I mean, do you, in birthday letters. Do you think 11-year-old me somehow decided that I was an acquired taste just because I heard the term and I was like, yep, that's me. True. What someone said about me once that, like, kind of stuck, I know we're just talking about ourselves now, but, like, what, who cares? It's our podcast. Someone once said to me, they're like, when you first meet you, you really, like, everyone really likes you because you're very talkative, you're very friendly, like, you have, like, fun stories. And then when you kind of get to know you, you don't like you because... It's, it's like kind of, you're confusing and there's like a lot happening. And if you don't get the vibe, it's like off-putting. And then when you really get to know you, you like know your heart, you know your values, you know your interests, then you really, then you like can't help but love you. And I always thought that was a nice thing, but also like, yeah, it's kind of a bitchy thing to say. Well, I mean, I felt seen by it in the moment because this is someone who I'd forced into liking me over time. So I was like, I won, you like me now. Um... But yeah, this was someone who I like really respected and liked, but they didn't like me when they kind of knew me and that like really hurt me. But then they ended up loving me and we ended up being good friends. So that's a nice thing. Anyway, we really hope you guys like us. That's, yeah. That's our main goal is Please to Please find us funny and like, charming and adorable and intelligent. And perfect and um, suitable um, to be the next leaders of an up and coming cult. And as my dad says, wildly phenomenal. Obviously. So That's we given. hope that you see us as all of those things. <laughs> and more. And more. And you can tell us um, the specific adjectives that you. Um, yeah, like go comment on our Instagram, like all the adjectives that you think of when you think of us. Yeah. Only nice ones, though. Only nice ones, please. Also, get blocked. No acquired taste comments. Thank Just kidding. You. We're not going to block anyone. We can't you. lose Instagram followers. <laughs> but yeah. With okay. that. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Love you. SI9, rubbing my nose, making an ass, butterflies, making butterflies with you, making a real butterfly with you. 4i9el, tic-tac-toe, hippopotamus. Love ya. Bye.